Hello and welcome to SEO SAS. You are joined with myself, Sarah McDowell, SEO expert at LikeMind Media. And with me, I have Hannah Wellens, SEO manager at Soak.com. We'd like you to think of us as the GI Janes of the SEO world as each week we'll pick a topic, discuss, debate and ultimately get you answers. This show is brought to you by the team at LikeMind Media, also known as Sarah's Second Home. At LikeMind Media... We help our clients to find their audience and start having conversations with them, whether that's on social media, video, content, or even podcasts just like this one. And we're using their podcasting equipment right now. Well, isn't that lovely of them to lend us their equipment? They are super lovely people. We like to think so. Including (laughs) you. So we're very excited as this week we have a special guest. We'd like to introduce David. Hello. And David is from 3GG Design. Tell us a bit about your business, what you do. Well, it kind of all stemmed a good few years ago from contracting, freelancing and sort of acquiring my own software, trying to set up business on my own. And it's been going well for a few years now. And I tend to work for clients in the point of sale industry. So all their technical design, yeah, the work that they need. Awesome. Sounds very interesting. It is. You get to work with a lot of high-end brands as well. Yeah. So all your... A lot of cosmetics, a lot of brands that go into, into shops, so it can be brands that go into Sports Direct or Boots. It's quite a, quite a varied range of uh, different brands. Cool. And so all the units that they show off their products, I get a chance to design. Cool. Sounds very, very interesting. Now, before we get into the podcast, I'd just like to say a humongous congratulations to Hannah Bryce, because you are now married. Thank you. Yes, I am. Are you aware of that? I just, did it. Uh, yeah, you yeah. did it. Most of the time. Until I see my name written down, then I'm kind of like, who's that? <laughs> Is it weird getting used to Hannah Bryce yes. instead of... And what about your signature? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that was okay. I practiced that the night before the wedding and it's, it's sorted now. It's... <laughs> See, I think I just go with an X because it would just be easy, but then really easy to forge. Yeah, so maybe probably. that's a bad idea. <laughs> anyway, so now we've got all the niceties. Niceties a word? Yes, it we'll is go with niceties. Yeah. So the idea is we're going to do or attempt to do a live SEO audit. So David's recently had a new website and I've had a look at it from an SEO point of view and I have got some notes basically so we're just going to go through the notes and we're going to discuss things I mean I might point stuff out that Hannah doesn't agree with but we thought it'd be good for you to be here David because you can ask questions and get involved in the conversation really so is that as clear as mud is what today and this episode is about sure <laughs> <laughs> the fact thank that you... you for inviting me anyway. Oh, you're very welcome. Very, very welcome. Thank you for uh, agreeing, really. So you are our third third guest. Yes. Before we go into the audit, I think it's worth mentioning a quick brief journey of your website. So obviously it's a new one. Very, very new, as in like a couple of weeks. Weeks old, yeah? Yes. Yes. And so now is a really good time because it's kind of like starting from scratch in a way. Well, not starting from scratch because you had a website before. Hopefully, after today, um, you can go away armed with ah, like lots of stuff to do to improve your website. Because ultimately, the goal of SEO is a website can look beautiful, but if no one can find you, what's the point? Mm. Yeah? Very true, yeah. Okay, so should we just delve in then and get, get cracking? Yeah, sounds yeah? good. Okay, so first thing, I mean, this, is, this isn't, my brain is very scatty. So this isn't in a list of priority. I can't believe that, can you? <laughs> <laughs> I see some things shiny. I like, uh, just want to stress: this isn't in like in a 
Prioritize order. order. Yes, yeah. thank you, Hannah. Hannah yeah. sometimes has to. Read the brain sometimes. Yeah, Hannah has to finish my sentences because <laughs> I can't think. So I've just looked at stuff and I've just gone there on a on a piece of paper, basically. Yeah. Fingers crossed, this goes all right. So first things first, I realise that you have missing alt tags on web on your images on your website. Right? Right. And also file names. So how you've saved your pictures is a missing opportunity as well. So let me, because I'm, I'm getting a blank expression look to me right now. So Hannah, because you're very good at explaining stuff, what is an alt tag? Um, so the alt tag basically is what explains what the image is. So okay. whilst we have eyes and we can see... We do it, have eyes. <laughs> we, we might be able to see that it's a POS stand for a cosmetic brand. Okay. Um. If, if you're blind, you can't see that, and you will need to read that on the page by verbal. So a page will read that out to you and say, cosmetic stand. How, Google is similar, so it doesn't look at images. It's not a real person okay. most of the time. So it, again, needs to read it somewhere. If you've not got that text with the image, then it can't read it. All it will say is, IMG 794321, which means nothing. It's not going to get indexed. You're never going to find it in a Google image search. Mm. If you put the alt text in there to say image of, or not even image of, all you need to say is, like I say, POS stand. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Of exactly what it is and what people might search for. I mean, key thing here is back in the day, black hatters and your spammers would use alt tags in the, in the wrong way. So if it's not rendered properly, an alt tag will describe what should be there. Um, and obviously spammers have used that and just stuffed it with keywords. So obviously, if it if it makes sense, if a keyword is describing what the picture is, yeah, that was used put it keywords, in, yeah. but only if it's relevant. Yeah, so you wouldn't say POS design, cardboard cutout, plastic cutout. Yes. And I'm being very basic, I know I'm not an expert, but you, you wouldn't spam it like that. You would literally say POS design of cosmetic stand. Okay. Because then it's got cosmetic stand, POS, they're good keywords for you. I do know on my the previous version of my website... I did title each okay. gallery, give it a description, but the actual image file may not have had yeah. correct wording on it. So you make that nine times, and I see this a lot across websites. When so you, the person was going to save as the image. Yeah, so when you save as an image, don't don't default it, because um, default is like what you say, string of numbers, fire, blah, 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 blah. I uh, don't know what that noise was. Uh, but that's, yeah, so name what, like describe what that picture is on the file name as well as your alt tag yeah it will usually say so where you've got the description for the image it will say underneath that alt tag alt text or alt tag and that's where you put it in right okay Okay. cool that's that the first point seems to go pretty smoothly yeah okay second point is your site's not https are you aware of this that was almost like a a bit of a diagnosis from a doctor yeah (laughs) yeah but like i needed to pass you a tissue or something like <laughs> we do have tissues just not in reach http yes s basically and i'm not technical so you can be you can either be http or https and basically the s is if you've got the s it's more secure so a big thing for google is yes. it wants to know that pages are secure for users so when they go on it's a verified domain it there's no not going to be any spam there's not going to be hackers people are safe and they're safe to save uh, send people there so one way that you can tell google that is by being a security certificate yes an ss ssl or something right yes so put in that we all did it together guys well done but you've got to be it is really important because i've seen 
I've seen cases where a website's not been HTTPS and when I click onto it, I get a big warning from Google saying, I've seen that too, beware, yeah. that, beware, this site isn't secure. So, I've, I've noticed that in, yes, in, in the yes, browser. Yeah. Um, and I am currently looking at that. Okay. I know that sounds a bit cliche, <laughs> but I'd need to change potentially posting people as well. Okay. Just to see if there's any other... Uh, other hosting sites out there with, um, I don't know, more... Uh, more secure? More, well, just it's just it was coming down to cost, I think. Um, obviously, you pay extra per month yeah. for that security. And I do understand that is a battle because when, when you are a small business, anything that you're spending extra on, you've got to know what the return of investment is, don't you? You've got to know, right, I'm spending this much money and this is why. But I would say... This would be worth spending yeah, that I, bit extra. I think it's about eighty pounds for a security certificate for the year. I know that it only—I think you have to update it every okay. year because yes. that's—that is an issue as well that some people don't realise that it expires, and then so they think that they're HTTPS. But they're actually not because it's expired. I didn't know that. So yeah. it, because a HTTP to HTTPS can also be a migration. Sometimes does it automatically migrate back? Now you're asking me a technical thing that I'm just looking at you. Where's nice. Dom? <laughs> Where's your husband? He would know. Uh, but yeah, well, me, it's something to like it is, look into, it, isn't it? It yeah. is something I actually was looking at just before Christmas. But I kind of wanted to get the site rebuilt and then look at possibly a different hosting package to see what's out there. Because I know costs do vary and having the extra security, the SSL on there, uh, is important. Not you know, obviously it gives the a good impression that the site's secure and it is obviously. I also thought at the moment as well, there's no sort of transactions going on there. It's kind of like a shop window for the business. Okay. It will be looked into and, okay. and hopefully in the coming months I'll, I'll switch over. <laughs> and this is a quick fix, I believe. Your meta descriptions and title tags have not been properly optimized. Is that a quick fix? Because how many pages have you got? It's about six. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got it. Because I was thinking when you said quick fix and I knew what was coming, I was like, it's not a quick it's fix. It's not a quick fix. You've got you thousands of pages on your site. It's not a quick fix. But yeah, six is fine. Yeah. Um, but I would, yes, I would definitely, definitely look into that. So um, when I'm saying that they're not properly optimized, so it looks like your title tag is just the default. That's It's just pulling information in from the page and that's what your title tag is. And from what I can see, you haven't specified, that was the word. Well done. A meta description. Do you know what about with this? Meta description. I think we've... More detail. You've got a search engine results page, Google. You've typed in a keyword and you've come up with a list, list of websites that yes. you're ready to click on. The blue link, so it's normally blue and underlined that you click on, that's your yeah. page title. The description, is a couple of sentences below, yeah. is your meta description. And that's like your so it's like top the, window. It's like the, yes. Yeah. Okay, like the little sort of sub-paragraph of what your site's about. Or what that page is about. Page so, is about. But that's where, with your meta description, this is where testing is really important. Because meta description, um, now, Hannah might disagree here, um, but hang on, because, yeah, I need to explain myself. But meta descriptions don't have a direct impact on your SEO. They have an indirect impact on your SEO. And what I mean there is if you nail your meta description, that will positively affect click-through rates. And click-through rates, well, obviously, they have an effect on SEO. So that's why I say it's indirect. Okay. 
No? Well, uh, just to comment on that, so you put a keyword in, so you put POS designer Loughborough, for example, and you put that into a Google search, and more often than not, if you've got those keywords in your meta description, Google will bold it. So not only will it sometimes move you up higher if you've actually used those keywords in the description, but... the user will see that's exactly what I'm looking okay. for because it's in bold. So again, slightly indirect, but Google does, I think, in my in my experience, tend to move you up higher if you've used those actual keywords or, yeah. re- or relevant ones, even if it's just pure design. Just, it's just the reason I say indirect is obviously back in the day, Again, like what I said with alt tags, people would spam the hell out of your meta description. Yeah, and it's so, an elevator pitch at the end of the day. Yeah. What you're trying to do with your meta description is say why you should go to your website. Okay. And why, yeah, you need to entice them to click through. But back in the day, um, people would use page titles and meta descriptions and just list keywords they'd want to rank for. So obviously, that's what Google thought back in the day deemed a good website. But obviously, it's a lot more sophisticated now. Um, so that's why I say it's indirect. They're still very important. Very, yeah. very oh, important. Yeah. Then it, so. it's probably, I would say this is one of the, the biggest changes you could make that would make the biggest impact, okay. without a doubt. Mm. If there's anything that you're going to prioritise, this would be my number one. So is that sort of similar to, say, like your LinkedIn profile where you've got your name and then people put not just only their job title, but what they actually yeah, do? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why they if do you think, that. Yeah. Like, what have I got? I think I've got coffee addict on my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> I've got professional things, but they're not. And also, I'm a coffee addict. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. Um, and just make sure when you're doing your meta, uh, meta descriptions and title tags, obviously do your keyword research and know what keyword you want to uh, be found for. Answer so the public. Well, answer the public um, is good, but I'd use I use answer the public for more your longer ter- longer phrase keywords. Okay. So that's like how you come up with blog suggestions and, and things like that. Uh, right. Keyword research. You've got Google Keyword Planner. So Google Keyword Planner is basically um, you've got Google AdWords. They've got a, a tool that allows you to like look at um, keywords and stuff in there. I know that your favourites is like SEMrush and Hrefs. Um, yeah, or if you. Like got a system, you've got somebody using something like Bright Edge. Yeah, there's lo- there's loads of different um, ways. Keywords everywhere, that's free. So <laughs> where's your notebook? Well, you just got to listen to this podcast afterwards. <laughs> uh, so keywords everywhere is a um, extension on your Chrome browser. So basically, you download it and you have to put an API key in. But any term that you type into a Google search bar, it will tell you average monthly searches, competition. And all that, and it also give you related right, keywords okay. everywhere, and that's free. So yeah, you have multiple H ones on your website on your website pages. So Hannah, because you're better at describing stuff than me. So um, if you think about a website page, your H one actually, I'm going. I'm going to do is I'm going to compare it to an actual physical shop. So your page title is like the street it's on. It's it's very much like this, this is on the high street. It is a shop. Okay, then that's what Sarah was just talking about, that page title. Your H1 is, say, like Clark's, for example. Yeah. I don't know why I thought of Clark's, but it's you the want actual, it's, it's the, the signage outside the shop to say what the shop is, the yes. brand name, anything like that. And then within the shop window, you've also got the shoes, for example, which would then be your H2s. Okay. So on a website, you haven't got that. So Google can't see what you do. It's not, you've not got a window there. It's not. You've not got anything that jumps out at you and plays a little video to say, this is what's in my shop. So instead, you use a H1 to say, 
this is what I do. This is the most important bit of information on this page. And then you've got the H2s to then break it up by saying shoes, boots, mm. sandals. Right, okay. But the issue is, is if you've got multiple H1s, you can be confusing Google. And I like your shop analogy. I'll raise you an essay okay. analogy. Okay, yeah. So that's the way I like to think about it. When you're writing an essay, you'd have your main title, which is a page title, and then the introduction. Then you'd have like your first main subheading, H1, and then your blurb underneath, then your second, and then you can have as many H2s and H3s and H4s. But if you have more than one H1, that's where you're confusing Google because you should only have one. Is that right? Yeah, you should always only have one H1 and not too many H2s. Oh, okay. That's interesting you say that. Why do you say not too many H2s? Again, you don't want it to be too long and too spammy. So say, say for example, you've got a page that's, I don't know, uh, 3,000 words long. There's only so much someone's going to scroll down. And you need to break that up a lot. So you yeah. need quite a lot of H2s. And if you keep using the same keywords, again, in those H2s, it can look quickly quite spammy. Yeah. So maybe, if, say, for example, a 1,500-word page or a 600 word page maybe three or four in a 600 one whereas it's just got to look natural hasn't exactly. it exactly so um yeah cool and while we're on the subject of h1s you're missing some opportunities so on your home page your h1 is just home and that's such a wasted opportunity <laughs> i know hannah's probably yeah well you're not a happy bunny now are you? <laughs> um and also on your services page your h1 is just services as you can imagine they're very general and you the reason I say that you're missing a, a good opportunity is you should be using your h1 and getting like your main keyword key phrase in there and what that page is about so just having home and services what is that like it's not you, yeah does that make sense okay, yeah, you've got sure. to think about google's point of view so google's looking at your website and it's looking at your, your page title first then it's looking at your h1s and your h2s do any of those actually contain what you do or what someone might search for or is it just services, which could relate to any website? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Very good point. point. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, all this can be done inside WordPress, just going in. Yes, yeah, yeah, really yeah. Really easily and quickly. Yeah. Well, so, now, well, now that it's been, it's been rebuilt, and I've had a quick look at the new, uh, new uh, site, so to speak, and sort of a bit more exploratory work needs is definitely from my part, and I'll go in and... and Okay. Take on board what you've said. Well, obviously, you'll have all the notes of uh, this podcast so you can tackle um, what we say. That would be my priority too, by the way, just in case it's helpful. Yeah. So I'd do your page titles and your metadata first. Yeah. And then I would do your H1s and your H2s. Yeah. I agree. Oh, but most importantly, HTTPS. Get that sorted. No? It depends whether Google's noticed yet and has started. Oh, yeah. But then that's a risk that you're gambling. It's you don't still, want to yeah, gamble no, with Google. Important. Yeah. <laughs> now, this isn't so much of a like website-specific thing. It's just something to bear in mind. So I use something called Moz, and it's a tool, and it does a lot of things. Oh, and I, I do. They should really start giving me money because or I... Or something. Even or like something. fluffy toys or yeah, something. I some, don't know, cakes. Just give me something because I'm always talking about you, and I'm <laughs> sounding very needy right now. <laughs> Uh, but basically, um, they have an algorithm set up where they look at a website and it will decide what it thinks that domain authority is. And it will do that by looking at your link profile. How many external links are linking to your website? So when I put in your website, your domain authority is nine. Now it's out of 100. So that is quite low. But what I will say is it's a new site and building links is a long term game. It takes time. You need resource to do it. 
and it's not just the links that build that authority either yeah the content okay. on content quality you. content yeah. will work things that are good trust signals to google will help with your domain authority that's something to bear in mind and i mean i'd say you should be aiming at getting around 30 to 50 for domain authority yeah. i'd say it's like a good rough target you never i've never seen a site that's got 100 and i think sites that have got 70 to 90 like your bbc or your government website so ones that are really authoritative and obviously I lots of BBC links. Had 100. Oh, did they? I don't know. I feel like they have. Maybe we look into this. I can't imagine that anyone gets 100. I don't know. But yeah. But anyway, and also, it also tells you how many links you've got at the moment. Um, So in total, you've got 32 external links pointed to your site coming from six domains. Yeah. So what I mean there is, so you can have multiple links coming from a domain. So that's why you've got more links, but less domains. So say like Sarah's company, so say like like my media pointed to your website because it linked to it six times. Okay. That's one domain, but six links. Yes. So that's where that is. Yeah. Okay. And, and the just, reason, sorry. No, 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 go, go, go. The reason they tend to link normally is because it's either quoting you as a source, it's a partner. So it's just a signal to Google to say, oh, this website's good enough for these, these guys to link to. It's yeah. either highly relevant or same locality. And just a, no- a note, I mean, we have done a whole podcast episode about link building, haven't yeah. we? But just to reiterate the fact that you need a natural link profile. So when you get links, you'll get no follow or no juice or basically some are uh, I'm failing explaining this one. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no follow link. Yeah, no follow link. So there's still a link, but you're not getting any authoritiveness from the website. Okay. Um, and, but other times you'll get a link and you will get some of the juice and authoritiveness from the website. A natural link profile is a mixture of both. Because obviously if you've got, if all your links are follow, that looks a bit weird and spammy to Google. It doesn't look natural. So, I mean, that's a bit technical and you can't... Yeah, don't worry too much about that. Don't worry too much about that, but that was just as a a point. Yeah. Yeah, there are opportunities um, being based at the Loughborough University, Science and Enterprise Park. Oh, my gosh. If you got a a link from university that'd be great for the that would that's, that's authoritative that is um, again it so. might not be fo- <laughs> that's good it might not be follow though because yeah, it might a, be well, but it might be you, you don't know you yeah have a work experience for a student for example and yeah. then they do like a write-up about it and the student gets an interview and then the university links to that great yeah okay, okay. yeah cool. i think there's quite a few few ways of tackling that and Definitely some opportunities to bring it into the 3DG website. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, all of this is opportunities and things that you can do. When I searched for 3DG design in Google search, I said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and your listing came up. So, um, yeah, 3DG design came up. There's, so you're coming another, up for your term, another, which is good. There design. is. I did see that. Yes. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm fully aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing you can do with that, about that. I mean, in hindsight, beforehand, you try and own as many domains as you can related to you. So that's where you'd own 3 gddesigncomcouk yeah. .co, different iterations of like 3DG design <laughs> without hyphen, 3 d hyphen design really I'm really struggling like a robot that's kind of like a fault <laughs> but obviously that, that's something that you can't you've just got to do better SEO than what they do but the point I was making on this one was um, you've got no site links and what a site link is so you, you know sometimes when you come across a search results page and you've got your listing 
you've got your main listing, but you've also got some additional options. And they're normally so, categories or yeah, services. or about or services yeah. or blog. Um, it will give you additional site links because Google is thinking there that not everyone will just want to go to your homepage. Yes. They might want to go to your contact page first. They might, so they just help that along. You don't have those site links, and there's a couple of reasons why you might not be having getting those site links. So, for example, site structure. So if you're, so how you've sort of, help me out here, Hannah, on describing this one, if you know what I'm on about. Like a site map. Well, like how your site is structured. So this is my most important page. Navigation. Yeah, navigation. So if you're having, if your architecture of your site isn't obvious to Google, then it doesn't know what site links to show. It can happen. Do you know when people have a website and they just have a hamburger menu and it doesn't necessarily show what's actually and then you click on the hamburger menu and there's 16 different things drop down yeah. instead of having say four things across the top in a mega nav or I and think then mine does have that great a constant banner across the top the different areas of the site and there's only seven areas of the site at the moment they okay. might just need indexing then so it might just be that you yeah. know they need to submit them to google which i'm not going to go into but it's something yeah. that could could happen or, or need to rank bit more yeah, so go, this sort of links us back to this, when I said that you're not using your H1s properly. That might also help. That will definitely help. Yeah, because then if you're optimized, like that will help Google. Okay, I know what this page is about. Yeah. So I know that I need to show this as a site link option. Okay. So, I mean, there's lots of different reasons why. And I bet you if you Google, why does my site not have site links? You'll get like loads of people telling you what's what. Okay. Um, but yeah. Because this is sort of your baby to talk about, and it's about using the homepage linked to other important pages of your site. Because your your homepage is, well, I'll pass it on to Hannah because <laughs> this is one of Hannah's passion well, passions homepages. Yeah, why but, not? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you feel quite strongly about I this. I do feel quite you? strongly about this. Um, so your homepage effectively is the most important page of your site. So it's it's the door into your business, and. It's, if you think about it as a tree, this is my analogy that I like to use, it's where the roots are. It's the strongest part of the tree. Yeah. And then from the, that, you can get branches, you get leaves, you get fruit if you're lucky. So that's all the other pages on the site. But the most important one, the one that survives everything and is the most most authoritative is the homepage. Yeah. So yeah. You, link to, like, you link to a leaf or you link to a branch. Yeah. That's saying to Google, this is important because it's it's surviving alongside this tree trunk in the roots. Does that make any sense? Um, yeah, yeah, of course. So if you, if you, for example, you're trying to push a certain service because it's, you've researched and actually the time of year for all shops to start investing in, in like new POS is, I don't know, the, the new financial year or it's towards Christmas, yeah. probably. And you think, okay, well, I need to really up this page. This page of the services for Christmas POS isn't doing as well as I'd expected it to. I need to link to that from my homepage so that Google sees it's really important. It's that piece of fruit that you want to wave in front of Google's eye. Mm-hmm. I like, I've got that. I've got yeah. that. Awesome. Hannah's really good at these analogies. She nails them. My whenever I try and do an analogy, it confuses people more. And they're like, no, it doesn't. What are you on about? It's not that bad. Uh, but yeah, so just um, have a look at your site and what are the most important pages. And if you do, if you do do, always makes me laugh when I say that. If uh, yeah, if you decide right, I've identified this new keyword. I've not got a page at the moment. And it needs to be like a bespoke landing page that like doesn't sit in the navigation at the moment, but it's important. Make sure you link that, like anything that's important. Or if you find like a blog that's 
sending quite yeah, good so traffic. Yeah, people will often put their blogs at the bottom of the page. Yeah. Case studies. So if you can find, maybe this, ugh, I mean, it depends on the sophisticatedness of your system and your, your CMS system, your back end of your website. Yeah. Um, but if you find like your most popular articles and pop them at the bottom, yeah, then that would... Probably an add-on. Yeah, I imagine it would be a WordPress Okay. Add-on's plug in, that's Sorry. it. Sorry, not add-on. Yeah. Well, plug in, add-on. We all knew what we, we knew what you meant. <laughs> Become the Wikipedia of your industry. Sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. Marketed Live last year, Chris Marr did a really good talk about content. And he said what brands need to do is aim to become the Wikipedia of their industry. Because ultimately, nine times out of ten, when someone goes to Google, they've got a problem that they want solving. So they're answering, how do I do this? What's the best way of doing that? So this is where we bring in Answer the Public. Okay. So this is where you would use Answer the Public. So um, type in 3D printing, for example, is one yeah. thing, or POS store, or what the keywords that are relevant to your industry, put that into Answer the Public. Find what people are asking and answer the questions. And there's two ways. That's really good to create blogs because um, I have noticed that the site only has three blogs at the moment, but I understand that it's a new website, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, they're really good for blogs. But what's also really good is FAQs. So frequently right. ask questions. So, and that's really nice content. And FAQs are really important. I would, because most companies miss out on this opportunity. So they have an FAQ section, but they don't link to it from their homepage. Yeah. Or even if you've got something that needs a little bit more depth, take an FAQ yeah. or maybe five FAQs about one topic and make that into something a bit bigger. Like yeah. A guide. Yeah. Yeah. Guide, ebook, something nice and neat. Really interesting. Juicy. Really so, interesting. I've never thought of that. Yeah, but just because you've got to think of it from a customer's point of view. If if someone keeps coming to you because you're being helpful for them and you're giving them value, you're answering questions. Think like an expert. Yeah, when it actually comes to them needing the service, they're going to come to you because. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Because they've got the relationship. They're like, ah, oh, they've been really helpful. And from a so, Google point of view, you've got that page. Yeah. So it'd be a separate page, you think. FAQ page, yeah. yeah, I would have a separate FAQ page and address the most common ones and continually add to it. So as you ask your customers um, as well, so don't just use answer the public, use your customers and uh, if they ask you a question, like, actually, that's a good one that I need to add on. So always add on to it. But then what Hannah was saying is if there is a question that's frequently asked, but you need to go into detail, that's when you then do a blog post. Ah, okay. So then you go more into detail, and then that's your content sorted then. Yeah? Yeah, it seems like a good way to build up content for the site. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you can post it to LinkedIn or whatever and other sites. Definitely. Yeah, Dist distribute. Try and build some authority. Yes, oh, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the next point, it's a bit technical, but not too technical. Uh, <laughs> the notepad has come out. Um, so you have sitemaps and you have robots txts just to note that you can have two sitemaps two different types of sitemaps so you can have a sitemap for a website user so the purpose there is you list all the pages that are on your website so yeah. then if someone can't find not that i ever have but the the idea is someone can't find a page they can go to the sitemap and find all the pages and see it there don't worry about it for six pages yeah, yeah, don't exactly. worry. But um, the more important one is the sitemap.xml. And that is the one that Google uses. And Google, well, more importantly, Google bots. Yeah? yeah. Uh, I was going to say, if you, if you think of Google as a blind spider, 
And what it does... <laughs> Four blind spiders! No, but it crawls your site, and it, what it does is it picks up the text and what you tell it to find there. Okay. Obviously, that's, all, that's predominantly for a user, but from a Google point of view, that sitemap is kind of like, great, this is really juicy, this is this is my shop, this is what I've got to eat. So it's like a Chinese takeaway. It okay. tells you it's like the Chinese place where it's got all the good noodles and everything that they want. And then after that, you've got your, your page titles and your H1s and everything, which it then says, okay, I want number 17 and number 67 off the menu. All right. <laughs> Hang in there, David. She's the, nearly at the end. But the, <laughs> the sitemap is the juicy bit. And that's the bit it goes to first. That's the bit it says, I fancy a Chinese tonight. Let's and it have- knows it's a Chinese takeaway. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's a sitemap for Googlebots. So if you've got that on your site, you're just making it really easy for Google to index your pages and access your pages, and that's the whole point of SEO, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, because it's not a person sat there being like, oh, okay, tick box, this is what's on this page. Tick box, it's got, a, it's got an about us. Yep, great. Yeah. It's not. It's more sophisticated than that, but yeah. it can only be as clever as the technology allows because it is a blind spider. It is a blind Oh, poor blind spiders. Mm. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, so that's site maps. And then you've got. questions about that just before we move on? I'll move on. Then... Well, no, no, I was going to say, you've said site maps, and I kind of I get the analogy, but where do I go to look? For... What do you mean, where do you go to look? Where does you put your site map in? Where do you put your site map? Right. The easiest thing is there are WordPress plugins that will help you. Yeah. And I know that the Yoast. SEO plugin will do this for you. So it will generate your XML sitemap and put it on your site. Or ask your designer who designed your yes, site. Yes, or ask your designer. There should be a sitemap there. Please create it. Yeah, put that as a note. So, who's... so it's definitely, I definitely don't have one. Is that what you're saying? Or... Well, no, it's not that... Right, let's have a look. Because that wasn't the point. Um, right. It would be quite helpful to know, though, wouldn't it, now? <laughs> Especially it how rings, you understand it. just it. rings a bell, that's all. Um... Right, you have a sitemap. You have multiple. He has hey. more than one. Okay, well, that was all pointless. No, no it's not pointless because <laughs> that, that was my point. So uh, I, I just I had knew to explain. It was there all the while. Okay, <laughs> uh, but you just wanted me to talk bear about with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. So you've got so you've got your sitemaps, and then you've got something called your robots.txt. And basically, your robots.txt is instructions to Google of what you're allowing them to access and what you're not allowing them to access so in the robots.txt you're basically saying i want you to look and index these pages but i don't want you to index these pages okay so some pages that you won't that you don't want um google to index yes a guide yes for how they should look at your website and pages that you would sort of um put in your robots.txt to say don't is the back end of your website or the login. So, you know, when you log into the back end, that's sure, a yeah, URL. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to index that because that's pointless. Also, if you've got a contact form, yeah, so if you've got a contact form and they fill in and they're taken to a thank you page that just says thank you, we'll get, but it's another URL, uh, you should disallow that as well because okay. that's thin content and you need it there for a website's point of view but there's no point in a seo sort of ranking you don't ever want anyone to land on that in a google search yeah so anything you don't want someone to land on because obviously there's stuff that right. you have to have for the functionality yeah. but you can say right google it's here but just ignore it please and it will listen to that yeah okay, and the last point on this my little nugget is put your sitemap in your robots.txt and I know that's not the case at the moment. If you pop your sitemap in your robots.txt, you're just saying to it's quick and easy for Google to find it. 
Yeah, I've not heard that before. Philly Wheeze, Brighton SEO. I went on the technical SEO workshop. A lot of stuff went over the top of my head. And I had loads of notes like, Google this later. Google this later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, one thing that he did say was put the location of your site map in your robots.txt. Ah, but just don't disallow it, whatever you do. Don't disallow it. No, 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 no. Just put the location yeah. to it and just say, look, it's here. Okay. It's just a little cool time, okay? Or you can just ask it to crawl it in... Um, Google Search Console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To make it... Yeah. Not that I'm sweating over here or anything. <laughs> you don't have individual pages for each of, your, each of your services. No. Yeah? So at the moment, you've just got one page that says services and you're listing what those services are. That is, again, a wasted opportunity and how, how are you even going to optimise that page? Because you can't... Because like, each yeah. of the services are different. I know. And they're individual and they're specific to themselves. So, and you're going to have a much better chance of ranking if you've got a dedicated page that's about that keyword. Because at the moment, you've got a services page and it's about lots of different things. So Google's like, what? So, Whereas if you had dedicated pages for each one, Google knows, right, this is for, um, give me some, like, so you do 3D printing, yes. you do product design. You do like, things like that. Have individual pages for each of your services. Right, okay. Um, so you can think back to that shop front and all you're telling Google that you do, you've got one H1 on that page and that's services. Well, And then the rest of them are just boxes of shoes. When really, they should be big posters in your shop front to be like, yeah. we sell shoes, we sell boots. We, do you know what I mean? Obviously, I'm going back to a really random analogy. And we love them. It's keeping us sane. <laughs> I think that's... Need to say anything else on that? So just basically create additional pages within yeah. the services area of the site, expand upon it, yeah, and then hey presto, hey presto, Bob's your uncle. Okay, I'm not going to say the other one because it's a bit rude, isn't it? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Google my business. You have a listing, which is good. Not every business does, so did, you're winning did, on that did point. Did that about a year ago. Actually. Well done. That's good because that helps with your local SEO. One opportunity that you're missing out on: you've got no Google reviews. Right. Get asking. Top tip for that is you can send a survey. Are you, are you satisfied with the service? Um, if it clicks yes, then it can go through, would you mind leaving us a Google review? And then most people right. are quite happy to leave a review. If they click no, then it goes through to say, would you like us to contact you? And you can do that via Google, um, Google surveys. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really quick and easy, but that way... Um, yeah, a, a point on this is you're going against Google guidelines if you offer a prize. So if you say to someone, give me a review and I will buy you a pot plant. I don't know why you'd offer a pot plant. I'm looking at a pot plant. So don't offer, don't bribe because that's okay. going against, because Google have guides and regulations. Yeah, you shouldn't need to so, anyway because no. you've got a good business and you're doing a good job. All you need to do is just say, oh, well, do you mind uh, just filling out my nap? This is a very important thing to talk about. Uh, so NAP stands for name, address, and postcode. And one thing that you can help with your authoritiveness and trustworthiness is if that, if your name, address, and postcode is the same across everywhere that you're listed. So say you're on Yell, say you're on, so I know, for example, Lucep have a tenants directory, which yes. you're on. Yes. Yeah. And Lucep is Loughborough Union. Uh, Loughborough University. Science. Enterprise Park. Correct. There we go. We got there in the end. Yeah. Uh, so you've got a listing on there of your name, address, postcode sort of thing. So you just need to make sure that that is consistent. So anywhere that you've got 
like on directories, anywhere that you're listed, even on like Google My Business page as well. So, for example, because I've actually got notes on this one. I do have, I think there's, I think I'm on the SolidWorks directory as well. Okay. Which is my software. Well, just, just make sure because an example here, on your website and on the tenant directory, you called yourself 3DG Design. On Google My Business and LinkedIn, you're 3DG Design Services Limited. On Facebook, you're 3DG Design Limited. There's no consistency there. Right. You need to nail it. You need what is your name? Do you want to be known? <laughs> Who are you, David? <laughs> Who are you? That is what it boils down to. So just make sure. And also make sure that your address, because I find that so businesses where they've been around for a bit and they started off at home and now they're in an office, most of the time they've still got their home address listed as their home as their business address. So just make sure that uh, have a look where you're listed and just make sure your name, address and postcode is the same across the board. Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Moz, I will send you a link after the podcast, but Moz have a tool to help you do this. So it will basically look for you. So you say what your name is and what you should be and it will check the consistency for you. Okay. Um, but obviously it's not going to have everything. So there might be a bit of manual so looking. So how would you find all of them? What would you search in Google? I'd search for my own business name. Yeah, and just have a look. Yeah, and work on oh, what's coming up first. Like, so what, So when you Google your business name, work on the first and second pages. Sure. They're your priority because that's what most that's what people are going to be found. So make sure that you nap. Yeah, I think initially when I changed uh, the company name, I had to include services in the title. Uh, I didn't want to. Oh, okay. Why so, did you have to? Um, I think it, well, it had been taken. Um, the company's house is already registered, so I had to include services. And I did think it was a little bit of a mouthful. So I sort of tend to focus on 3DG design because um, that suits the logo as well. So I haven't got services in the actual logo. So, yeah, I definitely need to look at that. Okay. Board your comments. Yeah, definitely. Last two points. Some pages you have a low word count under 300 words. So I think some of your pages, you've only got 100 and something words on your page. Now, there was research done, and I don't know if Hannah can verify this, but (laughs) there was research done and the pages that were being found on page one of Google search results had between 1,500 and 2,000 words. I think that's um, in general. Yes, in general. Yeah, and there's a really good tool for that. If you ever get to do a trial of Ahrefs or if you, if you buy Ahrefs. It's it is pricey. Not that, well, I don't think it's Oh, expensive. is it not? No, okay. no, I don't think so. But um, So there's a tool in Ahrefs where you can put in like a, a topic, so POS design yeah. or 3D printing, and it will tell you, what ranks best for that and then okay you, it'll tell you the, how many words they've got on that page so you can see okay well we're number three we've got 700 words but above me they've got 2500 yes. on theirs yeah so you think okay well really i need to talk my game a little bit why i did bring this up was so google are always updating their algorithm so how they deem what a good page is what they look at and panda this is where i'm going to get it wrong panda focused on thin content and low quality. So I'm not saying that yours is low quality, because it's probably not at all, but it, it would sort of, you're gearing towards the thin side, right? Because Google needs words. 
Right. Yeah. So have a look and do a bit of if you can use these tools that Hannah has suggested. Yeah, if not, there's loads of free word count yeah. tools online mm. where you can just put a, a URL in and it'll tell you how many words yeah. they've got. So even if you were to Google POS Design in Loughborough and there are two people above you, put it just put in um, a, like their services URL into one of the free ones, yes. like wordcount.net yeah. or something like that, and see whether they've got a lot more than you have. If they have, then realistically, your page that's the same, so your services page maybe needs a bit more content on it. Yeah. Sure, okay. Uh, it can be if it's high quality, um, and that's where, like, if you go back to the FAQs, it's great to have a page full of like really, really good FAQs because they're common. Yeah. But then, if you've got something that deserves a lot more detail about it, don't just write three sentences. If if it if it deserves more, give it sort of three yeah. paragraphs, thirty paragraphs, whatever. You know what In I mean? Own page, possibly. Yeah, well. definitely. Yeah. So the last point, and I'll let Hannah go on this because it's about eat. Oh, okay. Well, so yeah. that's all I'll Give say. Give me a chunky one, why not? Yes, I'll leave it to you. Okay, so um, I'll just brush over this because it's a lot of information that I could talk about. But EAT stands for Expertise, Authority and Trust. And in Google's last update, guidelines, whatever it did, basically it said this is really, really important. So if your website doesn't show that you are an expert, that what you're saying is authoritative in terms of it's, it's real you've either got an author who knows exactly what they're talking about or, for example, you were doing a blog yes. and Sarah wrote it for you and then Sarah's name was there. Well, Sarah works at a marketing agency, so that's not authoritative. Whereas if you wrote it, you had a link to your LinkedIn profile and your image there as an expert in POS and you've been doing it for so many years, that's showing that you're authoritative. Right. And then the trust side of it can be absolute. well, it can be so many different things. So mm. it could be that you've got some good testimonials. It could be that you have... Um, like terms and conditions on your website it could be that you're part of a governing body yeah yeah awards anything that basically says you can trust me and the reason i picked up on that is because your about page this is where you could go a lot more into detail on because there's not that much information on there at the moment yeah so more content and i think and i think people sometimes forget they're like oh i need an about page but it's not really that important yeah because nobody looks at it but but it is people do look at it and it's it's important to the end users it's important to google as well because who who are you why are you expert why am i trusting you and going back to the point about the page titles don't call it about us call it about 3dg design pos services loughborough yes (laughs) Right. So that brings us to the end of the little. Obviously, we've not an audit. Sarah really hasn't pages. finished, by the way. Everybody. I haven't. I've got so much more, but we. Yeah, she's I'll, dying to do more, but oh, it's seven p.m. at night. People, yeah, exactly. And only she's eaten. <laughs> <laughs> only because I've got roller derby to get to. Outing me. I, ha- I did offer you a slice. You did offer a slice. There you go. David's tucking into a wedge right now. It's a bit cold. Yeah. Well. So obviously, if you're regular listeners. And David is, aren't you? You've listened to every every episode. Just nod your head and yes. humour me. Yes. Yeah. You'll know that we do a feature, so a little bit of something fun. So before we do that, is there anything quickly, any questions? Is your head spinning? Is your head spinning? A little bit, yeah. But then um, I'm probably looking around and I've been talking to a few peers and if you want to call them competitors, there are a lot of sort of freelancers out there. and Some of them either don't have a website built it themselves and probably don't know too much about SEO. So I'm quite happy with my website at the moment. I think, yeah, it can be better, but I think um, definitely what you've said is amazing, really. It's just, and it's knowing 
all those de- all those little things that make it better. Right then, time for the feature. I'm quite excited about this because I got to do this feature this week. <laughs> and last time up that I got given the reins, it was a bit cringy, wasn't it? Well, it- I know it's scary. It was a bit, yeah. Uh, but anyway, we'll just leave it at that and say no more. I have put together a beginner's SEO quiz. Right. Well, you can, but the thing is, if you get more wrong than right, yep. if you get more wrong than right, you have to do the forfeit. Whereas if you get more right than wrong, we do the forfeit. So just always give me an answer. It's going to be true or false, really. So you've got 50, 50%, 50 isn't it? Yeah. 50-50, so it's fine. And I've done this quiz on my girlfriend, and she did all right. So, and she's, she's, she works in Royal Mail. She doesn't have anything to do with SEO, and she did all right. right so. Let's go for it, then. Yeah. Okay. First question. The Panda Google algorithm update focused on bad quality and thin content. True or false? False. HTTPS is said to have a positive impact on search engine rankings. True. Used correctly, meta descriptions can improve click-through rates. True. You've been listening to us blabber on, because some of these we've well done. I did try not to go half a few times. <laughs> that is just me. You can only have one XML sitemap on your website. I was going to say that's true, but what I you thought can... you mentioned two. So I said false. Going with? That's a risky one, I'll go false. This is a bit of a stat, so um, I probably wouldn't have got this right. The top five results in search engines get 75% of the clicks. False. Search engines will always show the website with the most pages indexed in Google. Oh, true. These are a bit funny, because I can never do all six. Co-founders Larry Page and Sergey Brin originally named Google Backrub. Really? (laughs) You tell me. False. Google owns common misspellings of its own name, such as www.google.com, so too many O's, www.goggle.com, and www.google.com. That was the R at the end, quite hard to pronounce that. Dot com. So, uh, true. True. Okay. Google uses goats to mow their lawn at HQ, at their headquarters. False. Llama packers. <laughs> well, that's what you're going for. Yeah. Let me know if you don't know what this thing is, but you should do. Okay. Guest blogging is dead. Do you know what guest blogging is? I've not done one. But I'm you know, but guest blogging, you're basically just blogging on someone else's website. You're being a guest author. Is that dead? No. So you're saying false? False. I did one last year for Latin. Oh, did you? Yeah. Look at you. Right. Amuse yourselves while I count up the uh, answers. How did you think you did, Hannah? Really well. Oh. Terrible. It's 50 50. You have to do a tiebreaker. Oh, gosh. Think of a question. Okay. right no pressure Uh, but this is the because it's 50 50 at the moment guess prerogative while you're thinking of that should i go through the what's right right okay so while hannah's thinking because i did put her on the spot a little bit there you got the panda one 
wrong because that was true. Panda does focus on bad quality and thin content. Right, okay. Okay. Yeah. You got it right when you said HTTPS is said to have a positive impact. You also got it right when I said that meta descriptions can improve CTR. Again, I nearly threw you off the scent, but when I said you can only have one XML sitemap, obviously you can have more, you can have multiple. You got the stat wrong. So the top five results in search engines get 75% of the clicks. That's actually true. You said wrong. False, sorry. I thought it would have been more. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, search engines will always show the website with the most indexed in Google. That is false, and you said true, because just because you've got loads Lots of pages, pages, it doesn't mean it's quality. Yeah. See, so you know, you knew it. <laughs> Co-founders Larry Page and Sergey did name Google Backrub. Wow. Yeah. And you, you didn't yeah. know that. Not me. <laughs> you got it right when I said Google owns common misspellings of its own name. They do, in fact, use goats to mow their lawn. Do they? Yeah. Hannah knew this when I tried to throw her off the scent. And guest blogging <clears throat> is, in fact, it's not dead. So, obviously, okay. you're right. But just to point on that, it's not the fact that guest blogging is dead, because, obviously, you should be a guest author on other people's websites and stuff, yeah. and vice versa. What you have to be careful of is writing on a website that has no relevancy to what you do, because that looks spammy. Right, yeah, okay. so don't just do yeah. a guest blogging for guest blogging's sake because that's what is bad. So anytime, why are you doing it? Is it related to what I sell? So have you thought of yes. Mr. Cider? So it's not a true or false. Okay, so the tiebreaker, what is a referring domain? Is that a temporary site? So I'll, no give, you, I'll give you a hint. A we, we've domain. discussed it in relation to links earlier. Links to a site. I can't remember. Oh. No, that's fine. Just means you're doing the forfeit. <laughs> What's the question again? What is a referring domain? Got me. So oh. the, the example I used earlier was to say that if like my media had linked to your site, that would be a referring domain. And the amount of oh. links would be, so you could have 10 links from one def- referring domain, for example. Okay. <laughs> a bit of a tricky one, to be fair. But that it did a tricky ha- one. But, but it had I to wanted be... to bring something up that we had spoken about. Yeah, so I mean, that's good. That's good. So, sorry. <laughs> Failed. Right, so your forfeit, I think we discussed that you can have to do some animal noises, aren't you? So, we're, I'll ask for an animal noise and Hannah will ask for an animal noise and you have to do the best like, version. But obviously, because we're a bit, we can't just do things normally. Okay. It's going to be an animal in a situation. So, we're really testing right. you here. Yeah. Okay. So, Hannah, do you want to go first? I think I'm going to stay on topic and say I'd like a hungry goat. A hungry goat? <laughs> oh, Perhaps no. slightly impatient because it's not having enough food. <laughs> I could that feel that you were hungry. Okay. I'm going to stay on topic as well. Okay. I wanted a squintled panda. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That we was... got hand movements as well. Can you do that one more time? <laughs> Sounds very that disgusting. Really good. Yeah, well done. You probably never get asked to do that ever again in your life. I no. Hope, I hope not. <laughs> right, so thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure. In case, obviously, anyone wants some design services, how are you on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? Where are you? I'm, I'm trying to get everywhere at the moment. Uh, yeah, Twitter, uh, David at 3DG underscore design. Also on Instagram as well. 3DG underscore design. Cool. Facebook as well. Facebook as well. So catch me. Are you individually on LinkedIn? So if I went to LinkedIn and typed in David, would you come up? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, David Garvin, searching Loughborough uh, as well. So you come up. Yeah. Cool. All right. And I do have a business website on LinkedIn. Uh, sorry, not a business page, sorry, okay. sorry yeah, which I'm going to start publishing my articles through, so yeah. not my private account, so it'll be through the business page. And I'll just quickly say, because we have been talking about the website, if you want to go and check it out and see what he does, it's 3dg-design.uk. Marketed Live is an awesome marketing event that's held in Nottingham. In September. David, you've already got your ticket, so well done. Thank you. I missed out last year, so looking you, forward to it. It will year. be good. But we have a lovely little affiliate where you can get £20 off. www.marketed.live okay. forward slash SEOSAS. If you want to get in touch with SEOSAS, find us on Twitter. Yep, it's SEO underscore SAS or Sarah at likemind.media find us on LinkedIn both of us so yes we've had fun David have you had fun amazing fun (laughs) awesome I think that's us isn't it thank you (laughs) 